You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I have a delightful woman with me today. So I, a big shout-out to Saida Desilet, who is connected us. Um, but Dr. Diane Hamilton, she's here in the Arizona area, but she's an award-winning speaker, nationally syndicated radio host. We were talking before the show and I'm laughing, like, I don't know how she does radio, like total kudos. Like I'm not worthy for, for anybody who's willing to tackle radio. Um, I have so much respect for that, but she's an author, educator. Her show is Take the Lead. Um, she also happens to be uh, certified in emotional intelligence in Myers-Briggs. One of her books is It's Not You, It's Your Personality. So she's got, you know, some of that cool, uh, cool little cheekiness that we like here on this show. She's, uh, she's, she's very creative in how she goes about uh, doing things and explaining things from business to, um, anyway, you know, she, she looks very, very, very good on paper. I'll just say that. And I'm, and I'm thoroughly enjoying just getting to know her and, and understanding what she does in the world. And so I'm excited to share her with you, and we're going to discover together some of her her new projects, Um, but she's a powerhouse. So listen in, and we're going to be talking today about the curious entrepreneurial spirit. So please join me in welcoming Diane to the show. Welcome. Well, thank you. This is going to be fun to be on the other side of the microphone. (laughs) I'm going to take notes to figure out how to do it right. (laughs) I I would would absolutely uh, contend that you are doing it right. I'm I'm telling you, like, I've meant that with all sincerity. Like, radio is like, that's just just more than my stress level is going to handle. So, um, (laughs) so really kudos to you. But, but first off, Let's jump in and talk about what are your superpowers? Oh, wow. You know, there's, it's hard to, you know, what you think of as your superpowers, maybe other people don't see the same things. For me, the things that make me successful, I I would think are, uh, I'm really super efficient and um, I like sharing knowledge and I have a, a deep curiosity uh, for a lot of things. So, I, I mean, I, you know, there's a variety of things that fall under the area of soft skills. I think I, I, I focus on, and I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs could, to, could benefit. Oh, hugely, hugely. Yeah. yeah I, well, and, and that's why I love the idea that you were talking about like curiosity and, and it's, you know, that coupled in with, um, this whole, the emotional intelligence piece and stuff like that. And so, so I think that the word curiosity or being curious is, is, you know, you, you could really take that in a number of different levels, but given your background and given the real groundedness of the work that you do, I think it's a hugely powerful dialogue. Um, so, so I'd love to hear more about why you're, you're kind of diving into that at this point. You know, I've taught more than a thousand business courses. So I have seen just about every level of uh, ambition in class from, you know, what students, what, what makes them interested, what doesn't make them interested, if they're driven, if they're motivated. And to me, it's all boils down to curiosity. If they have it, if they develop it, or if they look at what holds them back or not, uh, some people just get very comfortable in the way they've always done things, or they fear change, or they fear different things. There's a, several factors that I was looking at that or hold people back. And it all seemed to 
come down to curiosity. I mean, you look at all these quotes you hear from Einstein or Steve Jobs or anybody out there, they, they all say that what's the most important thing. They all always come back to curiosity. So mm. it, it fascinated me. And I started looking at how people measure curiosity and they had these really nothing little survey instruments. They didn't have anything that I thought, you know, I mean, I'm certified to give the, uh, EQI and different, you know, emotional intelligence mm-hmm. uh, test and Myers Briggs, like you said. And I thought, well, it's got to be kind of a similar thing. But it really wasn't. They don't really have good measurement tools. Uh, well, it's interesting. And I wonder if part of it isn't because we don't really, like, it <laughs> feels like a much more like rounded out concept than um, some of the others. So, so, and what I mean by that is that, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking of, uh, you know, Justin, I used to teach at the counterintelligence special agent course before, um, before we left government. Uh-huh. And we taught agents like Carol Dweck's whole thing about mindset and right. growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And I wonder if that's not part of it. like, it's one thing mm-hmm. to be kind of curious about something, but, but I think what you were talking about with Einstein and jobs and everybody, it's like, there's a, there's a curiosity in action, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, how do you assess for that? Like, how do you assess for the people who are willing, um, you know, I contend that a big part of the reason for superpower experts and its success has been because at a certain point, I just simply chose to play. Like I didn't know what it was going to look like. And it was, it was, it was part curiosity and part mm-hmm. courage, like you're talking right. about. Right. Curiosity. There you go. That's a word. Nobody's searching for that one yet. So. Not yet. <laughs> you better um, have a really good subtitle. <laughs> But, well, you know, you, you mentioned a few things. It's just, you know, people fear uh, things. They, f- they have an environment that uh, maybe is that things the way all ha- things have always been in their family, uh, maybe around them, uh, have told them, you, you know, my father was a policeman, you're going to be a policeman, whatever. You know, there's certain things that just push people in certain directions. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's, it's just their assumptions that they, they know they've always were kind of do this kind of thing and they haven't thought outside of that box could be apathy could be a lot of different things and technology a lot of times scares people off you know i mean they just don't want to deal with it it's too hard to figure it out and um so i kind of was wanting to see what holds people back because i think you can't really progress unless you know why you you don't want to do more you know, I have so many people come up to me and say, well, can you teach me how to do this or teach me how to do that? And they don't have the desire to figure it out themselves. And I found that fascinating. I'm thinking, well, if it, don't you want to know how <laughs> to do it yourself? And, and they don't a lot of times. You no. Know? And yeah, well, and it's funny. I don't know how much work you do in the entrepreneurial sector, um, but I find that a lot there. And it's like, it's kind of like the whole e-myth, you know, revisited kind of conversation of, you know, if you're a technician or a practitioner, that's a very different makeup and, and construct than um, perhaps being a CEO. Um, and, and so how do you build a business then? Or, you know, again, I'm using my filters of, of mm-hmm. mostly the entrepreneurs and stuff that we attract, mm-hmm. but but, but I mean, that's where businesses start, right? It's like, I've got to start somewhere. Well, <laughs> so. right. you know, leaders are more strategic and managers more tactical. Mm-hmm. And you've got to think, you've got to kind of know the basics, though, about what thing, how things work. And, you know, you can surround yourself with people who know the things you don't know. You don't have to know everything. But to just kind of, I, I think that it's a lot uh 
more for the people that just haven't pushed themselves to a level of CEO, of course, they must have been curious to get to that level to begin with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's a solid point. Yeah. So I well, yeah. different with, with, uh, it, once you get to that point, you're, you're at a certain level that a lot of people never reach. And I, I'm interested in the people that haven't reached that level or even the people who have reached it, but they just are kind of hitting a wall and they're, they're not growing past that. Well, it's interesting because what I found, so when, when superpower experts, you know, kind of started up and I, I tell the story all the time, like it was very guided and I was very much in resistance to the messages I was getting about what this was and creating collaboration. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to play well with others. And I don't want to <laughs> teach people to play well with others, like all this stuff, you know? And it's like, and, and so then when I finally caved, I was like, okay, fine, 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 fine. People aren't collaborating because they don't have a system to collaborate with. I'm brilliant at systems. I'll create the system. Then they'll collaborate. Mm-hmm. Well, and they didn't, you know? And it's like, so, you know, now I'm scratching my head going, okay, what now? Like, I don't know how to motivate people to collaborate. And what I discovered was it was tied into their, you know, what I started calling like, you know, the, the hero's journey, like climbing up your mountain, right? Mm-hmm. What I found was the collaborations that really, really worked were comprised of people who had already climbed their own mountain. And mm-hmm. so they brought into the collaboration a solid sense of self. And they weren't defining themselves through the collaboration. And I wonder if curiosity isn't kind of the same way. Like, why are you being curious? Like, are you being curious because you're still really seeking that who am I? And what am I here to do? Or are you being curious because you've already figured that out? And it's like, okay, cool. Now what am I going to do with this? And where do I want to take it? Or I've already had all these successes. What's my next success? And now, because I think if you're standing on the platform of self-dominion and pretty clear self-esteem and and Mm -hmm. self-identity and all those other great self-actualization, whatever, Mm -hmm. it's a very different dialogue than if you're still seeking to find yourself within that. Well, I think you could, I think a lot of people reinvent themselves though, too, or want to reinvent different industries and, and different things. I, I went to dinner with Naveen Jain, who's the billionaire behind Viome and uh, Moon Express. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about what he does, uh, you know, because I'm like, well, you want to go hiking? You want to go bowling? When do you want to go h- play golf? You know, I was trying to find things to take him to do, <laughs> what right? What do you do? <laughs> what do you, where do you take a billionaire, right? <laughs> And so I, I went to all levels and I go, well, what do you do when you're not, you know, working? He goes, well, I read. And I go, okay, but when you're on vacation, what do you, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I, I, we read. And <laughs> and oh, how funny. And, and, but then we start talking and what he's so smart and he just reads so much because he wants to find an industry he knows nothing about because he's completely curious about how to reinvent it. So he, he deliberately finds something he knows nothing about and learns everything from scratch, like fresh eyes. So he doesn't have to unlearn the wrong things and he just starts all over again. So like right now he's working on curing disease and going to the moon. And when he's done with that, he wants to fix education. And when he's done with that, he wants to, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I love his curiosity. Uh, He's hard to to take places because... Because I didn't like, where am I going to take you? <laughs> but it was so, but so we just sat and talked, and that was even better. He's yeah, so of course. Funny. He was such a great guy, and you know, to talk to because he's just so interesting to, mm-hmm. listen to what he's he he how his mind works. And I like that uh, being around people like that who just constantly are looking for the next really interesting thing to, to discover. And I, I actually had uh, Simon T. Bailey on my show today. 
and I was asking him, uh, since he's one of the best speakers out there and I'm, you know, he does a lot of this kind of training and things. And I was asking him what he thinks that you need to do to develop curiosity. And he thinks that you just have to force yourself to try different things, drive home a different direction, uh, do, you know, just little things to begin with, which I thought was mm-hmm. an interesting perspective, you know, just wear your watch on the wrong hand and just try and make yourself a little bit uncomfortable just to see, you know, why do I have to always do things this one way? Oh, that's a powerful thing to look at. I want, mm-hmm. I want to really kind of dive into that, but we're going to take a quick break before we do. Why, let's tell people where they can find out more about you. Uh, they can go to my website. It's drdianehamilton.com and I'm on all the different social media sites as Dr. Diane Hamilton. Uh, and it's just DR and not spelled out the whole word doctor. Awesome. Very cool. We're going to take a quick break. I I love this conversation. When we get back, we've been talking with Dr. Diane Hamilton. When we get back, we're going to talk with her um, even more about kind of this idea of like making yourself a little bit uncomfortable, you know, kind of getting out of your your comfort zone. I think that there's a lot to that, particularly with the entrepreneur. So we're talking about the curious entrepreneurial spirit and we will be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. We, you're listening to the Superpower Up podcast. We're talking with Dr. Diane Hamilton about the curious entrepreneurial spirit. And before the break, I think, Diane, I think you really touched on something that's super, super crucial. And and it's funny because specifically in the entrepreneur space, you know, that's all about taking risks, right? And and being a little bit courageous. And and again, we go back to the the relationship between curiosity and courage. And um, so, so what, you know, you gave some examples of maybe wear your watch on the other hand and drive home a different way. Like, what are some things in business that people can do to kind of take themselves out of a comfort zone? Uh, maybe the business is in a rut with regard to like policies and practices or even approaches or marketing. Um, what can a business leader do if they're sensing that, um, you know, perhaps their team members would benefit from having a little bit more courage? Are there some practical steps someone can take for that? Well, there's a lot of different things depending on the situation, but I really think, you know, asking questions is huge. And I don't think people ask enough questions of, you know, we see the engagement of employees are so low because people want feedback. They want to know that what they're doing is important to their overall goals of the company. And that's all their curiosity, really, of how they're doing. Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. It's all the questions, right? And a lot of times, uh, CEOs, leaders, uh, entrepreneurs, they, they get kind of stuck in the way they've always done things. And they don't like to really go outside their comfort zone. But sometimes it helps to bring in outside fresh eyes to to give you perspective from just because you don't know what you don't know unless you, <laughs> you get right. somebody from outside to tell you that. So that's why there's so many leadership and um, different types of consultants out there, because I think it's really helpful sometimes I think that 
a lot of it is listening. Listening is such a top soft skill, as we mentioned before, soft skills mm-hmm. and all that. It, it's you get introverts are better at it than extroverts, uh, and I think that a lot can be done uh, to improve how much people listen. I think that you've got to kind of actively uh, realize that you maybe have these issues though. And I think a lot of people maybe need to take emotional intelligence tests to get a baseline to see what yeah. kind of areas where they can improve. I think that would be a really important thing. I, I they can do, uh, I have emotional intelligence and disc and those type of assessments on my site. They can go to drdianehamilton.com forward slash assessments. Um, but there's, there's a lot of places where you can get a uh, uh, different assessments and baselines to, to kind of see wh- what your thought process is, where your patterns are and, and what's holding you back. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it, it's, it's when we, uh, again, when we taught at the, the course, there was, um, I, I created a, a two day course around critical thinking and all that stuff. And one of the things that I threw into it was what I called at the time empathic listening, because it was like, okay, active listening had been kind of overdone at that point. It was like, yeah. there, there was something real rote about it. And, uh-huh. and so, you know, I just kind of came up with this term and, and we taught it to them, but it, but it was really that idea of being in that space and connecting and, um, you know, like, like one of the core values of superpower experts is synergistic collaboration. And it's this idea that the energy between us creates and it's, it's being present in that because I do think that the listening piece of things really starts with that connectivity as opposed Mm to, I mean, we don't really pay a ton of attention to the words people say Mm -hmm. um, until we've already paid attention to other things. And, and there, there's value, I think in, in, kind of unfolding that. And so I like what you said about get to know yourself, you know, get to know what your kind of what your tendencies are. Like most people in most communication situations have no idea what they bring into the equation. And so they don't understand why they're getting back certain results over and over and over again. And they're, you know, they're the common denominator, right? Right, right. Um, I think that that's why uh, I, I've done a lot of training with Myers-Briggs and different personality assessments. And I, I'm not one of those people that's, oh, I am this type and you have to, mm-hmm. and you have to <laughs> get really you know, goofy about it or anything. But I do think that it's very important to do some of these because I think you can get an idea of maybe, you know, you said look into yourself for what you are, but it also kind of explains why other people behave the way mm-hmm. they I think that's probably the most important thing that I think you get from these assessments, especially if there's dichotomies like that. Like with Myers-Briggs, you're either an introvert or extrovert or somewhere in the middle, right? And um, if you say, if you're really extreme introvert or extreme extrovert, it may be really hard for you to understand what the other opposite extreme of your personality type, how, what makes them behave the way they do. Mm-hmm. Because you're only looking at it from your own perspective. And I can remember going through that training when they'd have you get on each side of the room and say, you know, do you like this? And everybody on one side of the room would love it. And the other people on the other side of the room are looking at them like, what? What? That's a thing? Like, (laughs) how could you not like this? (laughs) Right, right. And, you know, but then we found, you know, if everybody was all the same, it would be, you know, as my Mm -hmm. brother used to say, we'd all be dating your mother. And I'm like, what? What does that mean? Wait a second. Yeah, we'd have the same taste. You don't want that, right? (laughs) Uh, Well, that's funny because that's what I was going to say. It sounds like marriage, you know, because it's like, you know, you really don't see clearly like the world that you grew up until you see it through someone else's eyes. And you're like, oh, 
Right. Like there are other ways of doing things and maybe that's not normal to everybody. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, it's a big part of empathy, which is a huge part of emotional intelligence. And that's mm-hmm. what I wrote my doctoral dissertation about because I thought it was so important of what makes people successful. And if you understand that, I, I, I think for me, the biggest one of the dichotomies that was most interesting was I, uh, they have, you know, the four different dichotomies of introvert, extrovert, sensing, intuitive, uh, you know, and, and they have thinking and feeling was the third one. And um, I had zero on the feeling. I had all T and so I had no F. And so for me, everything was about like logical figures, facts, statistics, whatever, when I'm making my decisions and rather than basing it on my values. And so I can remember when we stood in the room, the people on the one side of the room, they, they, they all like to bake cookies and bring them to people because that's what they would like. And I'm thinking, why do you want to bring cookies? <laughs> why, do, why do you want to bake? <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't need cookies. But, but then I started to appreciate when people uh, cookies, you know, like it meant so much to them mm-hmm. to make them for me. Mm-hmm. So I started making cookies for those kind of people because, you know, that's what they valued. I started to understand it more. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you don't have a certain quality, it's really hard to, to just have it pop into your head that that makes sense. Well, and, and what a great tie-in to the curiosity conversation because it's the, like, and I wonder, like, like, I find that some people are just naturally more curious about other people than they are about themselves. And some people are naturally more curious about themselves than they are about other people. But I don't know that it really matters where you're starting because both will kind of lead you to a better understanding of all of it. Um, right. Well, there's is, all is what I'm feeling. There's types of curiosity. I mean, you could, ex- you know, you're seeking out knowledge or information, maybe mm-hmm. for the of exploration, and then you can maybe be wanting to solve complex problems because it, you, there's gaps that are giving you a deprivation feeling, or maybe uh, you have anxiety because you haven't figured out an obscure event or something that's more stress type of expo- exploration or social exploration would be more, um, you know, understanding other people's thought process and behaviors and what, like we've been talking about. And then maybe mm-hmm. the thrill seeking, of course, if you want to bungee jump or whatever it is, if you're curious about that. So, I mean, there's different types of curiosity and it's really fascinating to try and put it all into one overall heading. Extremely. Yeah. That's, and, but what a great conversation, like what a great thing Just I mean, just to even say, you know, it's complex is, is, is the start of, I think a really rich dialogue. Um, that sounds like a really phenomenal platform to dive into it. And, and not only that, but I think it gives us a shared kind of nucleus to start from because all those things that you mentioned could easily be housed under different terms. But mm-hmm. when you kind of tie them together with this one term, even though it seems like now you're making that dialogue a little bit more complex, it, it there is a connection then mm-hmm. because, because, because otherwise, how do we start kind of diving into all of this? And I think that if you haven't already, you're definitely going to find commonalities, even though those are seemingly different areas and, it's, you know, kind of right. foci and all this other stuff. There, I, think, I think that there are some threads there that you're going to be able to pull on that are going to create a really cool thesis on that. Well, I think it's really a good topic for um, meetings for people because I think a lot of people lack the drive to try and, and figure out new things. And so I think you, what, what you could start with is just gauging overall curiosity. Those Maybe those five kind of things I just mentioned, you know, joy, deprivation, 
stress, social, thrill, you know, all those type of words what, that we talked about. But then you can talk about, then you start to look at, okay, so these, this is how curious I am. And then you think, well, what's holding me back from being curious? So, you know, those mm-hmm. other words that I'd mentioned before, maybe fear, environment, assumptions, technology, those kinds of things, you know what I mean? Then you kind of get an idea, okay, this is how curious I am. This is what holds me back. And then you kind of try to paint a picture in their mind of what you could get if you become more curious, you know what I mean? Maybe you get a higher degree of education or you learn a new trade or you you discover an alternative fuel source or you, you know, have, make something that goes faster than the speed of light, whatever your goals are. But there's so many different ways you could go based on those, those different um, aspects of curiosity. And I think that by just exploring it, it just, it shoves us into this little bit of discomfort. But then again, it opens up a door that maybe we're just sitting at home and doing, you know, if you ever ask yourself, well, why, why am I here? What am I, well, maybe there is something we should be doing more. And we're, we're just kind of in this rut where we're not doing enough, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, well and, and, and this all ties right back to the beginning of the conversation where, you know, we could explore that for hours on why might that be and why people are coming to you saying, Hey, how do I do this thing? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, you know, we like the instant gratification, like, just tell me how to do it. Like we all have Siri and Alexa and everybody else that tells us whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh-huh. well, but the, but what you're talking about is the real integrated embodied kind of, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I'd imagine we could find in all the people that you've interviewed and, and some of the successful business folks that you've talked to, there is that thread of the willingness to really internalize that process as opposed to looking for just the superficiality, um, you know, diving into those areas and, and you have to, to affect change. Well, I think a lot of the people I've interviewed had a great um, background with how uh, the part I mentioned environment as one of the things that holds you back. I mean, if you, a lot of people have really supportive family, they have maybe a teacher that inspired them, they have maybe sisters and brothers that didn't tease them or whatever it was, you know what I mean? There's, there's your environment has a big impact. I mean, think about when you're in school that uh, they have curriculum, right? And they, and you get the, the kid over here going, why, why, why? And she doesn't have time maybe to answer all those questions. Mm-hmm got to make sure you pass this test. So you might've had this great curiosity as a kid and unintentionally a teacher could have had an impact in a negative way. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that I think exploring where it went off track a little bit is kind of important. Hmm. Yeah. And I, that, that's a whole kind of other, well, you know, it's, it's both exploring the where it went off track, but then also the, you know, do we ever really get a solid sense of who we might be kind of naturally without those influences? And um, a lot of the stuff that we talk about as superpower experts is how we design certain things to create the friction that sandpapers us into like, you know, the, the, the beautiful kind of immersion that we become through it. And so, so there is, I I think a balance within that. Um, really fascinating conversation. I'm excited to read your book when it comes out. What do you have a timeline for that or? Uh, you know, I'm still in process. It probably won't be till next year. I think it's fantastic. Well, we'll have to have you back on to talk about the book. (laughs) You forget how much there is about, Uh, you start diving into it and you're like, wow. So much. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then everything uh, is just so interesting. I, it's hard not to incorporate everybody into it. So mm -hmm. it's hard to pick and choose. Well, very cool. Well, I am very excited about it for one and uh, just, you. you know, know that we're here to support you in that. So let us know how we can and, and what we can do for you in that regard. And I just really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing such a fascinating conversation. Well, this was fun. I really enjoy your show. You uh, have some interesting topics. And I, I think, you know, entrepreneurs, they can always use a lot of great outside uh, insight. And I think that this is a great platform for it. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you. And we will, uh, we will certainly be talking with you more. Folks, you've been listening with Dr. Diane Hamilton. Today, we're talking about curiosity and the curious entrepreneurial spirit. Um, let's remind folks again where they can go to find out more about you. They can go to drdianehamilton.com and uh, my radio shows there. If they go to the radio uh, link there, or they can actually, all my shows are transcribed as blogs. So if they would rather read them, they can also go to the blog and uh, it's both listed there. If they want to take an assessment, the assessments are at the bottom of the page. They can get uh, uh, free tips on engagement at the bottom of the page. So there's all kinds of information on my site. I'm happy to uh, share any knowledge. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, fantastic. So I suggest you go and check her out. She's got some really amazing guests on her show and a lot of fun stuff that she's diving into. Um, so until next time, thank you all for listening. We appreciate your loyalty. Go out. Uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.